To movies to drink to and happy new year yes we're back yes we are after yeah. a short uh short it's been short months m- oh, yeah, it's, it's been months isn't it okay a long a long a month sabbatical. Um, six weeks i don't know yeah, yeah. it's uh yeah no now reason coped. yeah <laughs> <laughs> right we are continuing with our friday the 13th series <sighs> <laughs> we got to uh we got to four uh last year and so now we're picking up on friday the 13th five Yep. A new beginning. Yes, the last one was the final chapter, yep. ever, no more. Yeah. Uh, so this is a new beginning. Yes, as opposed to an old beginning. Yes. <laughs> and it was released just a year after the final chapter. Yeah, they didn't even <laughs> wait that long. No. They really... <laughs> like, well, I know that we've ended the franchise just uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'll be honest with you, I got no fucking ideas. So should we just do it again and... Uh... <laughs> to say we're we're calling it a new beginning, yeah. a new beginning, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a reboot, a reboot before reboots were a thing. Yeah, <laughs> because people uh, people need their Jason fix. Mm. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. In 1984, we made Friday the 13th Part Four, and they pulled me into the Paramount Studios office. <laughs> They said, Jason, we love you. And I said, I love you too, Harvey Weinstein Sr. <laughs> they said, but this is going to be the final chapter. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't take the news well. <laughs> it was around that time I discovered daiquiris and quaaludes. <laughs> Jason develops a drug and alcohol. I hit it. rock bottom. You ever had quaaludes, Mr. Smith? <laughs> I don't think I even know what quaaludes are. That drug they do in Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm aware they appear in films. All I can <laughs> say is, fuck. <laughs> so I was, um, yeah, I was pretty happy when I heard the news that we were getting a new Friday the 13th. But I'll be honest, I'll be straight with you boys now. I don't remember filming much of this one. <laughs> Thank you, Jason. <laughs> but I'm here to help out should you need me. <laughs> so, Friday the 13th, 5, A New Beginning from 1985, just a year after Friday the 13th, 4, the final chapter. Did Direct- Jason even have time to get a drink and alcohol habit? <laughs> <laughs> it was building up for a while. The fame went to my head. I don't know if you know this, but in the 1980s, I was kind of a big deal. <laughs> Directed by Danny Steinman, who also directed Savage Streets with uh, Linda Blair. Have you seen it? I've not not seen seen it, but I want to. It stars Melanie Kinnaman, John Shepard, Juliet Cummins, who was also in Psycho 3 and Slumber Slumber Party Massacre 2. Okay. She's the redhead, and I kind of love her. Right. (laughs) I've got a bit of a thing for redheads. Mm. That thing being my dick. Anyway. <laughs> Miguel A. Nunes Jr., Dick Wyand, Richard Young, and Corey Feldman. Yes. Yes. Isn't there a, a woman called Voorhees in this? Did you say her name? Uh, One of the I, real name is something Voorhees. I should also say that the other people star in this film, but I just don't know who the hell they were. Yeah. So I didn't really write it down. I was like, that was, those are just the ones that I knew. Oh, right. <laughs> I, like, I recognize gotcha. that person. <laughs> Our story begins with someone in one of those yellow rain macs wandering through the I've woods. I've done the synopsis. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> We're out of practice. The, the, the plot of this film, Beeth. Uh, still haunted by his past, Tommy Jarvis, who, as a child, killed Jason Voorhees, is sent to a secluded halfway house in the countryside where the killing of a young man triggers a brutal series of murders in the area. The area being Camp Crystal Lake. Yeah. 
like it, it never mentions Cap Crystal. Lately, I'm assuming it's, it's yeah, around it's, the same it's area. Be. Yeah. So our story begins with someone in one of those yellow rain macs wandering through the woods on a stormy the kid night. From it. Yeah, you know <laughs> those yellow rain macs. Like they're gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> Instantly. <laughs> Until they stumble upon a grave. Now this is young Corey Feldman. It is. Yes. Yeah, it's from the previous film. Who, if you remember, at the end of the last movie, shaved his head to trick Jason into thinking that he was young Jason. Yeah. Which worked. Somehow. Somehow. <laughs> and That's then the <laughs> <laughs> And then he brutally killed Jason. Yeah. Now he's visiting Jason's grave, which has a headstone made out of wood. Yes. Like if you're gonna bury somebody and you know, put a memorial there, <laughs> make the effort. Like either do it or don't. Yeah. Like wood is not gonna last. No, no. Not at all. You're just wasting your own time. <laughs> Then some other people, some bigger boys, they appear and they're looking for the grave as well. Yeah, these these, these bigger boys are going to dig up uh, Jason's grave because that's what teens did in the 80s. Yeah, this was before Netflix. Yeah, before Netflix, before PlayStation. So all we had was grave robbing. Yes. <laughs> and so a young Corey Feldman, he runs away to hide. Mm. Yes. So... They dig up the coffin and pry it open. It's an extremely shallow grave. Yes. It's like a, like a, a, an inch of mud Again, on top of it. If you're going to make the effort, make it <laughs> worth your own while. <laughs> uh, luckily, well, sorry, it turns out they buried him in his mask. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and also with his machete. And a screwdriver. Yes. <laughs> Which Just in case he gets to do any maintenance. Yeah. When he's in the, this is not tight enough. <laughs> I got a leak coming in. Yeah. With only an inch of mud, I would get, <laughs> get this much water in it. <laughs> but it's pretty unlucky for these boys because Jason comes to life and he stabs one of them through the stomach and then the other one through the neck. Yeah. So they're dead. And so Jason climbs out of his grave. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm back. Again, for no fucking reason yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> I'm just, I'm back. Yeah. Like, it's not explained. He's just, he's back to life. Jason slowly makes his way towards Corey Feldman, who's been hiding in a bush this entire time. And he very slowly brings down his machete to kill him. But it's all a dream. Yeah. Yeah. It's all a dream. We now have Corey Feldman's character, who's called Tommy, by the way, as a young man, older. And he's been driven off to the loony bin. And then we get the opening credits. They roll. Yeah. Yeah. So Tommy's what... I'm, I'm guessing he's supposed to be, but like these, it's one of these things where he's like all these troubled kids in a place. They're all like thirty. Yeah. <laughs> like, Tommy's uh, like twenty-five at least. Yeah, minimum. Yeah, I have to say this: this opening is better than most of these films because usually they just start with clips of the previous films. Yes, that, that yeah. has been the, like they've actually done something here. Yeah. So, all right, a tip of the hat to them. <laughs> Anyway, back to the movie. It turns out that the young man, Tommy, has been taken to, would you believe it, a summer camp. Yeah. <laughs> Pinehurst is what it's called. Yeah, it's, it's like, yeah a, summer, a summer camp for, for wayward ch- children. Yeah. <laughs> wayward 30-year-olds. Yeah. Tommy is greeted by Pam. Mother? It's not that Pam. Greeted <laughs> <laughs> by Pam, the assistant director of the camp, not the movie. <laughs> Or maybe. I don't know. We don't know how big the crew was. <laughs> this place, I think, is some kind of is some kind of retreat for disturbed kids. And Tommy is definitely disturbed because he's yet to say a word. Mm. That's how you know they're crazy, because they don't speak much. Yep. Pam takes Tommy to meet Matthew, who invites Tommy to take a seat, and Tommy stares at the seat like it's on fire. <laughs> this kid is terrified of everything. Matthew and Pam then explain that Pinehurst is some kind of halfway house, but it's camp, so it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's a place it's, for troubled teens, but it's fun. Teaches kids to re-enter society. Yes, basically by building pinecones. Smoking pinecones. I don't know. <laughs> we then cut to Tommy in his new room, staring at a pic of his mum and his sister who were killed in the previous movie, and his dog. Uh, oh yeah, what was the dog's name? Gordon. I think it was Gordon. Yeah, he got thrown out the window. Oh, sorry, he that, jumped out the window. Yeah, he jumped out the window. <laughs> he definitely yeah. just jumped out the window. Tommy then pulls a knife out of his bag. Where'd he get that? Yeah, he's <laughs> just been like moved from a like a state like, facility, facility is, yeah. and he's like just got this flick knife. Yep, <laughs> it's kind of like so, yeah, some old like hunting knife thing. Yeah. Uh, and he hides it under his mattress. No doubt that will come in play later. Yes, well, you'd hope so. Like, <laughs> yes. It's hard to tell with these films. As he goes to exit his room, someone drops a fake spider in front of him. 
It scares him. It's some kid playing a prank on him. Reggie the Reckless Reggie the is Reckless. his name. <laughs> and he's annoying as fuck. He's about, what, 10, 12? So yeah. he's younger than all the other reprobates there. And his, uh, it's it's one of these, it's it's a horrendous um, trope in these films where his dialogue is clearly written by a white person <laughs> yeah. uh, trying to speak jive. <laughs> it's so bad. Uh, okay. <laughs> The, one of his lines is they call me Reggie the Reckless yeah. no one calls you that no. <laughs> you made that up <laughs> Reggie acts all tough stating that he's not scared of anything but then Tommy suddenly turns around in an alien mask and scares the crap out of Reggie oh by the way Tommy is shit hot at making like creature feature masks yeah. like professional level yeah, since the first... Yeah, as was demonstrated first, uh, in the previous film. Before, yeah. Yeah. But these, yeah, like, where does he... Where's he got the, the materials and shit for this? Don't know. Like, it's... it's Same place he got the knife? Explained. Yeah, yeah, he's got the knife and that's it. Chisels yeah. them out of, uh... Fuck knows, <laughs> pillowcases. And most of his bag is taken up by, by the three of these masks that he's got on him. Yeah. So, he's got no other gear. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy, did you pack any underwear? <laughs> you can't wear these masks. Well, if you poke two holes for the eyes. <laughs> anyway, Reggie the Reckless explains that he's not mental like the other kids there. He's no. just visiting because his granddad works there. Why the fuck would you visit this place? Yeah, I know. I mean, you spend the summer with granddad at that camp that's full of disturbed teenagers. Yeah, come out of prison yeah. and like <laughs> rehab, that kind of thing. Then Reggie runs off because he hears a police siren, not because the police are after him, but he just wants to see what's going on. Mm. So the police arrive, sirens blazing. Yeah, I know. This seems unlikely. Yeah. <laughs> the sirens are blazing as they arrive. Uh, but it turns out they're just returning a couple of horny teens mm. that they found messing around at the old Hubbard place. Yeah. And by messing around, we mean banging. Yeah. But yeah, the, what's with the siren? Yeah, like, they've literally picked them up. <laughs> we have to race them back to the camp. Yeah, the idea for a siren is to inform like oncoming traffic and everything else yeah. that you are heading in pursuit of an emergency. Uh, high speed of an emergency. Yeah. Not that you've just caught two kids banging <laughs> and, and you're taking them back. Them back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just literally a really shit plot device to yeah. be like, the police are here. <laughs> <laughs> and then Cousin Eddie arrives on the motorbike. It's not, it's not actually Cousin Eddie from National Lampoons, but it might as well be. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and he's got his mother, Ethel, with him. Who looks like, a like again, like she's playing, basically playing this old woman. She looks about 30. Yeah. Like, like just with a wig on and some, like, black makeup so smeared across They're supposed face. to be, like, dirty redneck people. Yeah, like the and Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah, they live nearby. I think they're the Hubbards. Yeah. And they want the camp shut down. Basically. Yeah, there's a the lot police. Of weird they're the police. Like, police shut this place down. Those kids are on my land, and I'll get them. Yeah, I'll get them. I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll kill these kids. Yeah, they're real like southern for New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! I said, get these kids off my land. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you talking like that? <laughs> this is the East Coast, anyway. <laughs> we <laughs> lived in Camp Crystal Lake for the whole of our lives. <laughs> Ethel then threatens to shoot and kill any kid that trespasses on her property. Yeah. And then she With announces. My blunderbuss. <laughs> <laughs> and then she announces that she has a bomb on her. Yes. <laughs> if anyone goes near her, she'll blow them up. She, uh, I'll put a jihad on you. <laughs> she, she's my favourite character in this film. <laughs> she's like, I got a bomb on yeah. me. Like, I got me one of them exploding vests. Oh, nine eleven, you. Yeah. It's like, what the? Why is she a suicide bomber now? And then I'm like that guy from Oklahoma. <laughs> she, uh, <laughs> She could be one of the McVeighs. Yeah. But then uh, then she leaves and the police just let her. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, Sheriff, did you say she had a bomb yeah, on her? She, she, she just made a bomb threat, Sheriff. And he's like, ah, he's like, that's Ethel. Takes off his 18th pair of sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, she's just some crazy, I don't know where he's from. <laughs> Small town cops. Yeah. <laughs> We then cut to a man chopping wood and being manly. And then we cut to this movie's comic relief, a.k.a. the fat kid. Oh, not only is, this is so cringy. This is not just a fat kid. He's a fat kid with obvious learning difficulties. Yes. <laughs> he likes eating chocolate. Not only is he eating a chocolate bar, but he's, his pockets are visibly full of chocolate bars. Yeah. Get it? 
Yeah. Because he's fat. Because he's fat. Yeah. And he's like... It's Hilarious. All smeared across his face and hands. Yeah. Because, you know, he's simple. He's fat. <laughs> That's the joke. Yeah. He's fat. Joey, the fat kid, approaches two girls, Violet and Rob, who are hanging... Robin, but, yeah, Rob. Robert. <laughs> Hi, I'm Robert. <laughs> anyway, who are hanging laundry. Joey offers to help them, and they tell him to piss off. And then Joey tries to help them anyway, but he gets chocolate all over the clean sheets. Get it? Because he's fat. Yeah. And his fat fingers are constantly covered in chocolate. Because he's fat. Mm. Yeah, that's... Ha, ha, ha writing i bet the guy's writing is like this will be hilarious (laughs) (laughs) this is so funny dan (laughs) joey then heads over to manly man chopping wood who's called vic and vic instantly tells joey to get lost yeah vic is angry yeah joey mentions that he has two chocolate bars yep this that's they're still they're still going minimum yeah and that he's, uh, that he's also an orphan. He rambles on until Vic loses his shit with him and he chops one of his chocolate bars in half with an axe. And then, I didn't see this coming, he murders Joey with the axe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he straight up hacks him to fucking death. Yeah. I had I, I <clears throat> seen this film and I'd forgotten that bit. And I, I like, don't think I'd ever seen oh. this one. <laughs> or if I had, I've, if I've seen this one, I completely forgot all, everything about it. But yeah, I, I kind mean, of went into this blind. So the police and an ambulance arrive. Sirens blaring, but justified this time. Yeah. Uh, also, the camera shot when they arrive is the same as the Naked Gun intro, where the camera's mounted behind the siren. And oh, it's like... Yeah. Din, 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 din. It's like, <laughs> is it going to keep going and just smash for a wall? <laughs> like... Drive over the body. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, we then cut to the police chief and Matthew just standing in front of Joey's corpse, covered by a blood-stained yeah, sheet. It's, it's like they've they've got all the kids as well to come yeah. and have a look. Why would you yeah. do that? They're while, all outside. Uh, <laughs> while Rob cries in the background. You know Rob that hated Joey? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is Juliet Cummings. This is my favourite. Right. Gotcha. <laughs> but yeah, she's just like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Like, the last, your last words to him were like, piss off. Yeah, <laughs> fuck off and die. Yeah, <laughs> you fat <Fuck> bastard. <laughs> yeah, and then we've got, um, this, is, this is a typical trope in these films as well. Like the paramedics are obviously a bit weird. One of them's just a dick. Yeah. Like chewing like bubble gum or whatever and he'd like, um, like pulls the sheet back for no reason at all <laughs> right in front of all the kids and there's like an arm they've just piled an arm <laughs> on top of the rest of the body and he's like <laughs> all the kids are like traumatised for the rest of their lives and he's like <laughs> bunch of pussies what a bunch of pussies how easy was it to become a paramedic in the 80s yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the paramedics arrive and in front of everyone pull the sheet off Joey's exposing his hacked up corpse for yeah. everyone <laughs> It turns out, yeah, this particular paramedic is an asshole, and the other paramedic, whose name is Roy, kind of just looks insane, yeah. like into sort of the just foreground. Stares at the camera, yeah, <laughs> and then the camera fades out. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. We a bit like um, uh, what's the the guy that used to play the Hulk in the old TV series? Oh, Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, like if Lou Ferrigno was smaller. <laughs> yeah. We then cut to the woods at night, and some greaser teens are having car trouble. Pete and yeah. Vinny. Where have these 50s greasers come from? It's like, they're also, like, they're quite camp. Like, and I... they're supposed to be playing, like, well... They're leather daddies. The one... <laughs> yeah, they... <laughs> but, but especially considering they're supposed to be playing these tough kids. Yeah. Like, these 50s greasers who've wandered in from the wrong film. It's like West Side Story. Like, and uh, the one... Because um, the car's broken down. Like, uh, and Pete... Is it Pete's in the car? can't remember. Anyway, one of them's in the car and he's like, get it fixed. And the other guy is like, you're the one who's always messing with this. <laughs> Why don't you come and fix it? <laughs> yeah, they argue for a bit and then Pete heads off into the woods to take a crap. I'm sure he'll be fine. Yeah. Meanwhile, absolutely. back at the car, Vinny is still trying to fix the car when someone, an unseen killer... That's right. <laughs> I Even I'm confused. I don't know how I'm back, but okay, I'm back. Lights up a road flare and shoves it in Vinny's mouth. Well, 
He shoves it into what is basically a plastic like lampshade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pete returns to the car, doesn't notice Vinny is dead, even though his body is splayed out over the engine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're looking real close while you're fixing that. Yeah. It's in the fucking like, in the engine. But he manages to start the car. Hooray! Somehow. Yeah. <laughs> but then he's instantly killed. He yeah. has his throat slit with a machete by someone yeah. in the back seat. <laughs> Anyway, back at Pinehurst, Tommy is laying in bed and he's wigging out. Apparently, all he can hear is voices, his own voice, shouting, Die! Die! Over and over again. From that time, he killed a serial killer that was definitely going to kill him. I don't know why he's so beat up about this. It's like... No, get over it, man. Yeah, man. What the fuck? Like, move on. And then he has a vision of Jason in his room wielding an axe, but it's just a vision. End of scene. Yeah. In the uncut version of this film, there is a sex scene between him and Jason just there. Nice. Cut to Reggie the Reckless getting some chow in the dining area and talking to his granddad, who is, you guessed it, the cook. Yes. (laughs) Reggie asks Gramps if he can go see his brother tomorrow as he'll be in town. Why his brother can't visit them, I don't know. But Gramps (laughs) says, well, we'll see. You know how I feel about that. And Reggie gets a little bit like, hmm, about this. And then Gramps just starts laughing. Yeah. And he says, come here, Reggie the Reckless. And he hugs Reggie and he kisses him on the head. Why? Why does he just start randomly laughing after he's given his grandson this quite disappointing news? I think, yeah, granddad's like faculties are on the way out. Yeah. Because also he's he's like, like, he's just joking with him, but he never says he's joking with him. Yeah. He hugs him and kisses him. He's like, I'm not joking, by the way. We're not seeing him. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The answer is no. Yeah. because if he's suggesting that like his brother might be like a bad influence or whatever, yeah. he takes him to a rehab <laughs> camp like, every summer. <laughs> anyway, everyone arrives for breakfast. Violet and uh, the girl called Rob and Pam, the assistant director of the camp, not the movie. And there's some other ones there. We've got Jake, the stuttering. Jake is basically the same character that um, uh, the, uh, he's Billy from One Flew Over Cuckoo's Nest. Uh, yeah. Brad Dourif played. Yeah, it's yes. like kind of, um, uh, 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 I'm nervous and I stutter and it even looks a little bit like him. Anyway, an argument breaks out because Violet has accidentally set the places at the table for Joey and Victor. Yeah, like this, this is, is a big deal. Yeah, Violet's like the uh, kind of alternative Cindy, Punk, yeah. Cindy Lauper kind yeah. of. She's got crimped hair. Yeah, and, uh, and some eye makeup. Yeah, so she's the alternative one. Uh, then Matt arrives. Oh, also, did you notice, did you recognise Matt? Matt. Uh, no. He is the guy that gives Indiana Jones his hat at the beginning of um, oh, shit. Raiders uh, Last yeah. Crusade. The one who puts the hat on, River Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. That's him. Oh. Yeah. I can see it now. Then Matt arrives, followed by Tommy. But someone called Eddie is missing. He's the horny teen that was yeah, with his girlfriend. Cool teen. Yeah, yeah. He wears shades and sleeveless. Yeah, and he bangs. Yeah, he bangs. Yeah. Matt asks Tommy, would you mind going upstairs and getting Eddie? And Tommy is incredibly hesitant to do this. Yeah, he he's just. Like, uh, 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 he kind of like plays his hair a bit like. Uh, mm, yeah. uh, it's like Bella Swan. Like, yeah, that's what I was just about to say. <laughs> Christian Stewart. Uh, um, I'm not really sure. Uh, just as Tommy goes I to think leave, I love him. <laughs> just just as Tommy goes to leave, Eddie jumps out wearing one of Tommy's masks and scares him. Eddie says to Tommy, while kind of like play punching him, like, "Hey, hey!" He's like, "Relax, chief. What's wrong? Can't you take a joke?" Tommy reacts to this by picking up Eddie and performing some kind of variation of Brock Lesnar's finishing move, the F5. Yeah, he's slamming Eddie through a table full of drinks. the fuck out of him. Like, which seems like a, a really sort of well-balanced way to deal with this. <laughs> Tommy then starts punching Eddie in the head. Maybe he is Brock Lesnar. Yeah. <laughs> before Matt pulls him off. But yeah, what the fuck? He literally picks up like, whoop, smashes him into this table. It's amazing. You just see like JR commentating on it. Like, by God! He's Brock <laughs> we then cut over to Ethel, who's getting excited with a dead chicken. Ah, oh, this this is my favourite of all her scenes. This is <laughs> what well, she's, she's like screeching as she like um singing and hacking up. Yeah, this and she's dead like hacking chicken. up this chicken, and she's like singing to it, like talking to it, and she's like she keeps going yeah. And so her son, who's like shoveling like stew into her cousin mouth, Eddie, yeah, he's like copying, going yeah. Yeah, and she turns around and goes, shut up, you big dildo. <laughs> That's my favourite line in the whole film. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, her son's, uh, he's, he's redneck smart. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way I'm going to phrase that. <laughs> Yeah, he's definitely the product of some inbreeding, mm. I feel. Then there's a ruckus outside. The chickens start making loads of noise, and Ethel believes it's a coyote, so she grabs her gun. But it's actually just some equally dirty redneck fella. Yeah, some he's random just, dude. He's just some guy. Yeah. And he says he hasn't eaten a meal in two days, and he would like to earn a meal. So Ethel tells him to clean all the shit out of the chicken coop. Mm. And then Ethel gives her son some more shit and goes back to chopping up the chicken. Anyway, that's the end of that scene. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, this guy's going to be important at some oh, point because yeah. like, he looks well dodgy. Mm. We're now back with the local police who have found Pete and Vinny's bodies. And the sheriff thinks to himself aloud, what the hell is going on here? And the creepy paramedic, Roy, from earlier, he says, you talking to me, Sheriff? <laughs> no. Why the fuck would I have been talking to you? <laughs> it's, I think it's quite a funny bit, actually, because it's like, it happens like quite a lot in like older films and stuff where they're like verbally sort of, yeah. what is happening? And it's just, I thought... It was God, like, you're out there somewhere, killer. Yeah. What's that you say? Yeah. <laughs> it's just I'm talking to myself. Talk, what? <laughs> Shut up. This is my monologue. Yeah. <laughs> Later that night, we meet Lana, who works at the diner, I guess, down the road. Yeah. And her older boyfriend? Yeah, he was one of the guys that was driving Tommy in the van in the beginning. And he was reading a porno mag, yeah. Yeah. And he's, like, obviously some sort of weird, creepy dude. Yeah, see, yeah, Billy is the uh, the older boyfriend. Yeah, but he's definitely (laughs) punching with Lana. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he's the guy who dropped uh, Billy off at the camp. Anyway, now that the diner is closed, they're going to head off to party. But first, Lana needs to go to the bathroom. So she goes into the bathroom and she flashes her tits at herself in the mirror. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's showtime. Yeah, while Billy waits in the car and Doing does some cocaine. Coke. Yeah, mm. Lana also sprays some perfume on her tits whilst getting ready. Can't wait to taste that later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 babe. Oh, <laughs> but <clears throat> then there's a crashing sound coming from the other room. After telling her reflection, "Girl, you're so hot," she leaves the bathroom when suddenly someone throws a cat across the set. <laughs> Why? It's a wreck. Yeah, animals do get a rough ride. I think this happened in, was it part two? Someone throws a cat through the window. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. part one, they murder a snake. Yeah. Part two, somebody throws a cat at the woman in the opening scene. Yeah. Uh, Part four, they throw a dog out the window. dog jumps out (laughs) the window, yeah. And then this one, you've got another cat being thrown across the place. It's, yeah, like, Peter would not be happy. No. <laughs> Billy, meanwhile, is still outside and has grown impatient with Lana, but he doesn't have to wait very long because he gets an axe through the head by yeah. an, uh, an unseen killer. Right in his massive bald spot. Yeah. <laughs> by the time Lana gets her ass in gear and gets to the car, Billy's corpse has been moved. Lana picks up the coke Billy dropped in the car, but then mm. she notices that someone has stood by the, uh, on the other side of the door. We just see the feet and yeah. the axe they're holding. The suspense is killing me. (laughs) Who could the killer be in this Friday the 14th movie? Perhaps me? (laughs) It's time for Jason's (laughs) close-up. Nope. That doesn't come to the end of the movie. i got to wear a stupid mask. (laughs) Anyway, Lana gets an axe through her stomach. End of scene. Yeah. Back over at the camp, Tommy is staring out the window and having more visions of Jason. The end of scene. <laughs> that's that's it. It's like some eighties love ballad playing. Yeah. <laughs> We've only just <laughs> We then head over to the police station where the mayor is having a meltdown that they haven't caught this killer yet. And the sheriff says he knows who the killer is. He says it's Jason Voorhees. It's Jason Voorhees. What are you crazy? <laughs> sheriff <laughs> He was cremated, apparently. Yeah, yeah, they was cremated. He's done. They yent he's an ashtray out and goes, "There's your Jason yeah. Voorhees." Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a that's a terrible scene. Yeah, it makes no sense. Anyway, back over the camp, Eddie and his girlfriend are flirting out by the laundry, and then they decide to head off to the woods to bang. They've also got some weed on them, so they're definitely fucked. Yeah. Anyway, everything Jason hates. It turns out though that whilst they're getting uh, hot and heavy in the woods, they're being watched. But <laughs> they're being watched by the dirty chicken yeah, no, shit yeah, cleaner chicken guy dude. from earlier. <laughs> who is then, whilst he's watching them, stabbed through the stomach by an unseen killer. Yeah. Hey, this is my spot. <laughs> this is where I pour up a jack off. Get out of here, you, you dirty redneck. 
go back to Oklahoma. <laughs> After Eddie and uh, Tina. Yep. They're, have, they're done banging. It's they're done like banging. 10 yep. seconds. Yep. <laughs> Eddie has to go wash up. Mm. Not where he's going. There's like a lake, he, a crystal lake, I guess, he walks off to. <laughs> leaving his girlfriend naked and alone. And guess what happens to her? She gets killed. Yeah, obviously. Like, <laughs> yep. She's naked, she's young, and she's on her own in Camp Crystal Lake. So, she's yeah, killed. She dies. Yeah. Eddie returns to find her body, and he also gets killed. He gets his head crushed. Yeah, well, she gets like, uh, like a pair of shears. I thought it cuts the head off, but it doesn't. Apparently jabs it through the, the eyes. eyes and then cuts. Yeah. And yeah, then this belt thing goes around Eddie's eyes, isn't it? And yeah, around the tree. Like yeah. Garot. Yeah. And it like just bleeds and mm. that kills him, apparently. Yeah. Squeezed to death. Mm. That, uh, then at night, Pam is getting ready to take Reggie to town to see his brother, who's called Demon. By yeah, the way. again, <laughs> more uh, more jive. <laughs> and they decide, for some fucking reason, to take Tommy with them. Pam says, it'll be fun. Not with Tommy around it, was No, have you met Tommy? Yeah, Tommy's not fun. <laughs> yeah, Tommy sucks. Like the, the opposite of fun. <laughs> so they get to town, and Tommy decides to just stay by the car. It turns out Demon lives in his van. Yeah, in a trailer park. Yeah, or next to one. Yeah, something yeah, I don't like know. Demon is played by uh, Miguel Nunes Jr., by the way, who also starred in Return of the Living Dead, which came out in the same year and is a much better film. And when I say much better, <laughs> I mean like the equivalent to, I don't know, having a massage and having a bird shit on you. <laughs> There's also Anita there. Uh, this is Demon's girlfriend. Demon is dressed like he's just stepped off the set of Michael Jackson's bad video. He stepped. He looks like he's just stepped off the set of Return of the Living Dead. I swear <laughs> it's the, the same, same haircut, <laughs> costume, and everything. He's a punk. Yeah. <laughs> Reggie then introduces Pam as his girlfriend. Pam does not correct him on this. Yeah, I know. Pam's about 20 years old. She's like, it's complicated. Yeah. (laughs) Pam isn't even supposed to be like a teen. She's supposed to be about 30. Yeah. And Reggie is like 10 or 12. (laughs) And she just kind of goes... Ah, the 80s. Yeah. She doesn't even say like, um, no. (laughs) Anyway, Tommy, remember him? Mm -hmm. He still stood by the car being a sad sack. And then he notices that the neon sign for the trailer park is starting to flicker. That's suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy starts wigging out again, and then Cousin Eddie arrives on his motorbike and scares Tommy. He then starts making fun of Tommy and threatening him, so Tommy beats the shit out of him. Yeah, he does, like, kung fu. Yeah. Like, like, oh, God, an F5! <laughs> <laughs> My God, it's Jason Bourne. <laughs> <laughs> Pam breaks up the fight, and then it's, uh, it's time to go, basically. So they, they leave. Demon then suddenly gets the shit yeah. from the enchiladas <laughs> and he has to run to the nearby outhouse. And while he's taking a dump, the outhouse starts like shaking, but it's just Anita playing around, listening to him crap. Yeah. It's- and then she starts singing to him. Like, and they start singing to each other while he's shitting. Yeah. It's, like- it's such a weird scene. <laughs> like, if, you, if you were with like, your, um, your partner, be it your girlfriend or boyfriend or husband or whatever and they were like oh, listen i i don't feel well yeah like i have i've got to go to the toilet right now and then they have to run off would you honestly sit there and think to yourself like now's the perfect time to fuck with them yeah <laughs> <laughs> or you go like, i mean I, I, I should be like it's probably having a really hard time like with his stomach and that over in the toilet so i'll just hang around outside and go baby Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. Ooh. <laughs> so, yeah, they start singing to each other whilst the demon sat on the toilet. But then suddenly, Anita isn't, sing- uh, isn't singing back. No. <coughs> and then the outhouse starts rattling again. Demon goes to leave the outhouse, but he sees Anita's dead body, throat slit, although still visibly breathing. Visibly breathing, yeah. Not <laughs> yeah. even trying to not breathe. Also, Demon has made no effort to wipe. No. <laughs> in a rush. But yeah, her body is blocking the door, so he can't get out. Demon is then killed when a mystery unseen killer stabs him with a big stick through the outhouse wall and impales yeah. him. End of scene. End of scene. That's those characters. I, I like Demon. He was fun. Anyway. For the three minutes. He was yeah. <laughs> Pam and Reggie arrive back at the camp, and one of those kids, the stuttering one, Jake, mm. he informs her that Matt's gone. George, too. Who the fuck is George? 
<laughs> oh, that is that the girl? No, no, that was Tina. I know who George oh, I don't is. Know who George is? Maybe I've, George was cut. I've no idea. Honestly, I was just, when he said that, I was like, "Who? Wait, who's George? We've got Jake, the stuttering one. Yeah. We've got Eddie and Tina that are banging. Yeah. We've got Rob and Violet, the other girls. Yeah. Tommy. Yeah. And Reggie the Reckless. And then you got Matt and Pam. Who the fuck is George? I don't know. Unless George is Gramps. Oh, it's po- maybe. That's the only exclamation I can think of. Yeah. Is that the cook granddad is called, his real name is George. But yeah, when he said like, George is gone too. You're like, who? Yeah. <laughs> like everyone's like, jo- George. George. George, oh, yeah. the rabbit that talks to me. <laughs> <laughs> apparently. Also, I don't know where Tommy's fucked off to. No, because I thought Tommy went with Pam and Reggie. Reggie. But no, apparently he didn't. Like, because I'm pretty sure they go, right, come on, we've got to go. Yeah. And then they turn up and they're like, where's where's Tommy? And she's like, well, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Lost How, him. Did you lose On him? the drive. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm not even sure if you got in the car now. I think yeah. about it. Left the window open a crack at the back <laughs> and he just scurried out. Apparently, Matt went to look for Eddie and his girlfriend, Tina. And yeah. uh, Gramps is also missing, but we think that might be George. Anyway, okay. basically, some people have gone missing and it's now down to Pam to find them. And she leaves Jake in charge. You know, the the one with nerves of cotton. <laughs> <laughs> the, st- the stuttering nervous guy. You're in charge. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> We then get a dolly zoom on Jake, Reggie, Rob, and Violet just standing there. <laughs> like, what a waste. <laughs> it also seems like it goes on too long for the actors as well, because they're like, cause especially Reggie, who's like, yep. Um, <laughs> doesn't really know what to do. Back out in the woods, Cousin Eddie is riding his motorcycle around the outhouse, or r- around the outside of his house, <laughs> and screaming and screaming. Yeah. He does this. For ages, you gonna chop them up, mama? (laughs) While she's making a stew for him, which she spits in. Yeah, (laughs) just empties like a bowl of toenail clippings into as well. Fucking yeah, she's like, just get in here and eat your stew. She's still chopping stuff up. Yeah, it's not ready. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, but he just carries on screaming and riding around the house on the motorbike for ages uh, until luckily. Someone pops out from behind a tree and decapitates him thank as God. he's riding past. Like, oh God, thank fuck, that's over. And then the mystery killer kills Ethel with a meat cleaver to the head while she's cooking a rancid stew. Yeah, but it does like it smashes it through the window. Through the window, but like just like that, like straightforward. <laughs> like there's no sort of effort to it. No. Anyway, back with Pam and she's driving along with no steering wheel apparently. When, you, when, you, when there's the shot of her in from outside, you know, sort of the shot of like uh, the windscreen of the car, yeah, and she's sitting in it. At first, I was like, "Hang on, is she the passenger who's driving her?" Because there's no steering wheel in front of her, right? But no, it's just I don't know. They forgot to put it in. It's obviously not. It's obviously a truck that's being pulled along, yeah, for filming. But I swear, I was like, "She's no steering wheel." Oh, I didn't even notice. Anyway, so she's going along until the car breaks down for no fucking reason. Yeah. It's not like, is it part two or three where they make a big deal about the car keeps breaking down? Yeah. Uh, but this one, it just just breaks down. Just goes, yeah. I yep. was waiting for her to be like, oh, I forgot to put petrol in it because I'm a woman in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was weird. So she gets out and walks back in the direction she came from. Yeah, I assume she was just going back to camp. Yeah, it's like, well, I'm not walking any further. I'll just go back. And also, like fucking clockwork, right as we enter the third act of this film, a thunderstorm starts, just like in all the previous films. Third act starts, rain and thunder. Has to happen. Yep. Back at camp, Jake and Rob are watching an old movie, and Jake decides that this is the perfect time to make his move, because apparently he's got a bit of a thing for Rob, Mm. which we as the audience didn't know about. But yeah, it's like, it's just yeah, come out of nowhere. Let's start giving these characters some depth. Yeah. 60 minutes into this 90 minute long <laughs> slasher movie. Okay. It's, like, it's, 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 it's one of the most awkward yes. like, scenes as well. It's like, I, I, I want to make love with you. <laughs> yeah. Like, Rob laughs in his face. <laughs> yeah, basically. So Jake storms off upstairs and then he knocks on Violet's door and walks in and he says he needs to talk to her. Violet, who's doing pretty much nothing, responds with, can it wait? Yeah, she's busy. And Jake replies, no. And then he turns around and walks out the door. (laughs) Nobody really knows what they're saying. 
<laughs> she's literally just stood in the middle of her room kind of half dancing to yeah. some music <laughs> reading just 17 yeah. or whatever it is and he's like I need to talk to you well can't it wait can't you see I'm really busy no it can't wait <laughs> bye anyway, <laughs> it's so of the stupid. utmost importance we speak now see ya <laughs> so stupid uh, he's then killed with a meat cleaver yeah by the unseen killer just like turns around out the door dead dead Back downstairs, Rob has finished watching her movie and she tucks Reggie in, uh, who's decided he can't be bothered to go back to bed, so he's going to sleep on the Sleeping sofa. on the couch. Rob heads upstairs to her room where she gets her tits out and she says, Jake, I'm sorry, to her own reflection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think there's somebody else that should hear this? <laughs> she then starts pinching her nipples and slapping her own ass. She doesn't really. I'm just trying to make this... It's trying to make it more interesting because this film's fucking boring. Uh, she then gets into bed only to find Jake's corpse in bed with her and Rob is then killed herself mm. with a machete from, from underneath. The bunk. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like the Kevin Bacon kill but yes, rubbish. But rubbish. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, Violet is still just standing in the middle of her room doing some weird dance, like, like the uh, the robot. The robot yeah, badly. Gone, yeah, a really bad robot dance. <laughs> anyway, the killer just walks in and kills her. It's typical Jason. Like, he kind of walks in, he opens the door, stands there for a second, then she turns around and he's gone because... I mean, Jason is famously nimble. Yeah, famously, yeah. <laughs> Light on his feet. Downstairs, Reggie has woken up and he goes to see if Tommy is back, but he isn't. But in Tommy's room is the bodies of Violet, Jake and Rob. Yeah. Just then, Pam arrives back and scares the crap out of Reggie, who just says, Tommy's room! Because he's so... Remember how like reckless and not scared of anything he is? Not scared of anything. Pam goes to investigate, and just as she walks in the door, there's a crash of lightning, and we hear Pam slit out a big old scream, but she's fine. Yeah, she's right. She grabs Reggie, and they start getting the fuck out of there. But as they're leaving, Reggie falls over for no reason. (laughs) Get up, you fucking girl. (laughs) There's only women that fall over for no reason. (laughs) And just at this point, we see our killer for the first time, as they smash through the door. Yep. Guess who, motherfuckers? <laughs> yep. There is a guy there in a boiler suit with the hockey mask. Somewhat, unsurprisingly, is Jason, who's back from the dead. Yep. Somehow. Somehow. Not explained. Doesn't matter. Somehow, Jason returned. Yes. <laughs> Reggie and Pan run off into the woods in the middle of the, the, the standard Friday the 13th third act storm. Yes. They get to the road and stumble upon the old ambulance from earlier. Yes. But one of the paramedics, the one that was a fucking dickhead, he's there and he's already dead. He's dead. Yes, the one that isn't Roy. And Jason is also already there. Yeah, he's teleported. <laughs> yes. <laughs> from it's literally like the video the house, game. Yeah. <laughs> to the, the ambulance. He's just like, surprise! <laughs> also, the, uh, the ambulance is one of those old school like Ghostbuster ones. Yeah, it's basically a hearse. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is. It's Ecto-1. So, Pam and Reggie run off into the woods again. Pam and Reggie get separated, and then Pam finds Matt's body. He's got a nail through the head. Yeah, he's like been a, unceremoniously killed off screen. Yeah, but also it's like a, a railroad nail. Yeah, like, it's like a big fucking... Massive iron. Like, yeah. where, where'd you get that from? <laughs> and how did... I mean... I know Jason's supposed to be, like, supernaturally strong or whatever, but to hold a fully grown man up... Get that railroad nail. Yeah. Like, that's a lot. Would you mind holding this? Yeah. yeah. Can, can you just... <laughs> I've only got one hand, one yeah. for your neck. Hold it steady. I don't want to hurt your thumb. <laughs> Pam then runs back to the camp, or a, a house anyway, and uh, we get another Friday the 13th signature move. A corpse gets thrown through the window. Yes. This time it's the body of Gramps, and this one's had his eyes ripped out. Yeah. But yeah, I swear this happens in all of the films as well. What, the eyes ripped out or the... The corpse through the window. Oh, the corpse through the window, yeah. It's yeah. the first one. Yeah. The first one makes no sense because it's Pamela Voorhees. Yes. And she's like this small <laughs> woman. <laughs> so Pam runs off again outside, but unfortunately she falls over. Uh, it's supposed to be because of the mud, though, mm. and she can't get up. And Jason stands over her, raises his machete way above his head to deliver the deadly blow. But then Reggie bursts through a barn wall in a digger about 50 yards away. Yeah. Jason definitely has time to kill Bam and move out of the way, <laughs> but he doesn't. No. And Reggie rams into Jason with the digger, it's sending the, uh, him flying and seemingly killing him. It's the Austin Powers henchman. Like, no! no! 
get out the way. He's <laughs> literally got ages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reggie and Pam head over to Jason's corpse, and surprise, surprise, Jason ain't dead. <laughs> Fucking amateurs. <laughs> they move, yeah, they move towards him. Yeah. Don't move towards Jason. He grabs Reggie by the leg, but Pam kicks him in the head a couple of times, and the two, once again, run off. Yeah. This time, through into the barn. Jason follows, but this time, Pam jumps out and scares Jason with a chainsaw, and they have a kind of chainsaw machete duel. Yeah, it's like a sword fight. Yeah. Jason's... It's, it's so bad. <laughs> yeah, it's like, ting, they're just like, ting, ting, ting. ting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not a... You don't really feel any kind of tension no, until... No. no. But Jason takes a blow to the arm, and it looks like Pam's got him beat. But then, the chainsaw stops working, so she throws it at him. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what you would do. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Run away! <laughs> and then... Tommy arrives. Which from... is a relief because we're supposed to be thinking Tommy's in the mask at this point. Yeah, it's kind of, <laughs> there's, a, there's a bunch of sort of red herrings going mm. on in this film. And uh, yeah, so Tommy arrives from we don't know where because we don't know where he went. No, he's just been wandering around. Yes, like... But he's now, he's now here. The only man to kill Jason, kind of. Sort of. Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Jason and Tommy have a bit of a stare down for a while. Yeah, they, it's just this moment like passes between them. Yeah, before Jason eventually, <laughs> before Jason eventually slashes Tommy across the torso with his machete. Mm. Tommy, now in pain on the floor, looks up to see Jason standing over him, and once again he raises his machete high above his head to yeah. deliver the killing blow. But savoring the moment. Yep. Do you remember that knife Tommy had at the beginning? The one he hid under <gasps> his mattress? The one we thought would be important yeah. later. Well, apparently at some point he went and got it. Yeah. And he stabs Jason through the thigh. I like to think it's in his balls. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I kind of wanted to, but it's clearly a yeah, little bit too low for the balls. It. But yeah, fuck it. We'll just say, yeah, he stabs him in the stabs balls. in the balls. Yeah. With an injured Jason now on the ground, Tommy decides to take this opportunity to walk away. And climb up to the loft part of the barn where Reggie and Pam are hiding. Yeah. He's having some trouble getting up the ladder because he's <coughs> injured. Yeah. He's taking a slash to the torso. Yeah, I know that would uh, that would do some damage. I mean, for most people, this would be death in yes. a Friday the Thirteenth film. But this it would is be Tommy, for me, like just <laughs> waving a machete in my general vicinity, I'd just die. <laughs> <laughs> Jason gets up and he follows. Jason gets up there into the loft part of the barn to find an apparently dead Tommy lying on the floor. He then finds Reggie, but Pan comes at him from behind with some kind of stick or something. Yeah. They have a little fight. And Pam is now standing on the edge by the loft door of the barn. And the outside, down below, is a bunch of random spikes. Yeah, it's like a pointy thing. Yeah, it's like, just a thing with spikes on it. That's not a farmyard no. <laughs> like, at all. <laughs> no. It's from, it's from when Circus of Horrors was in town. Yeah. <laughs> just, it's like what is this, like, bed of, you, nail, bed of spikes? Yeah, something you see at the bottom of a pit in an Indiana Jones movie. Yeah. It's like with a cu- like, couple of skulls on it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Reggie pushes him and Jason falls, but when they go to observe his corpse... Again, stupid. He's not there, because he didn't really fall. No. He was just hanging on the edge, of course. Jason grabs Reggie to pull him out, but then Tommy decides he's not dead. Yeah. And he walks over <laughs> and he chops Jason's hand and he finally falls to his death. And as he falls, his mask comes off, yeah. revealing it isn't Jason. No. It's it's Roy. It's Roy. <laughs> the paramedic from earlier. What? Yes. But this they- is an outrage. <laughs> Who the fuck is Roy? Jason. Oh, wait a minute. I remember now. Yeah. I wasn't actually in this movie. Sorry. (laughs) Damn you, Quaaludes! Yeah, Jason's not even in this film. No, this is this is Roy. But don't worry, it's all about to make less sense. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he's now impaled. His mask, is, but he was he was wearing a hockey mask, and then underneath that, kind of a Jason Voorhees yeah, like, like latex it- mask. So that's also come off somehow. Yeah, and, and exposing like peeled back, yeah, peeled back <laughs> to expose the face that it, it's Roy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I think I remember now <laughs> why they didn't invite me back. <laughs> I spent that summer in Tijuana on the beach with my daiquiris. 
That was the summer I got a double blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I was very big in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, Jason's not in this fucking film. No, not at all. It turns out Roy, the killer, was actually the father of Joey the Fat Kid. Yeah. So he's essentially a copycat killer. Yeah. Yeah, the the sheriff, there's like a throwaway line from the sheriff going, he must have used the Jason murders to kind of cover his tracks. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's like me using the Ted Bundy murders yeah, to exactly. kind of cover my tracks if I was going to murder someone. Like, it doesn't. Yeah. He's, he's dead. We cremated him, remember? Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> After all that bullshit, over but in the this hospital. Is like, I mean, just to, just to clarify, Joey like thought he was an orphan, like he didn't know his parents, like his dad was never on the scene. But then this paramedic turns up, finds that his son's been killed, which tips him over the edge. He decides to kill all these people uh, in revenge for them killing his son, even though none of them had to do with it. And the guy that did do it went was to, arrested, went to and jail. charged, and went to jail. Yeah. But to, so he decides to kill everyone for, for, to revenge his kid who he didn't care about enough to actually be there for yeah, him or at, talk to at him. any point. Like or he, talk to him it ever. wasn't that he found out like he knew he was his son. Or yeah. did he, though? Or was it only when he saw the corpse? Because he had Joey's picture in his wallet. Yeah, he had his picture in his wallet. So he so, knew it was the kid. Like, knew well, maybe he kid. didn't know that the Joey was at the, uh, I was going to say, fat camp. Yeah. <laughs> at, at the camp until he showed up to pick up the body. It's like, hey, that's oh, that's the same as the kid in my wallet. Oh. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to go murder everyone. <laughs> yeah, it makes logic no sense <laughs> at all. So after all that bullshit, we're now over in the hospital in the aftermath. Mm. Pam goes to see Tommy in his hospital bed and she starts sucking his dick. <laughs> she doesn't. Again, I'm just trying to make it more interesting. <laughs> what actually happens is Tommy wakes up and he pulls out a machete, which he had in bed with him. Yep. And he stabs Pam. But not really. It's no, just a dream. It's another dream. Yeah. So <laughs> Tommy wakes up for realsies to find Jason, or someone anyway, wearing a hockey mask and stood in his room. I'm all out of love. But is it really you, Jason? <laughs> or is it that fucking Roy guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just can't tell now. It's really me, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> I've come back for you. You know that Roy guy's got nothing on me. I'm your I'm the one you really want. It's me and you, Jason. Us against the world. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'll get carried away. Yeah. Kiss me, Jason. Uh, what? <laughs> That's just the Quaaludes talking. <laughs> Tommy's actually on loads of drugs. Yeah. They could be Quaaludes. For all we know. <laughs> he shovels pills into his mouth at one point. So, uh, yeah, then the vision fades away. Tommy then gets up and he sort of walks over to the uh, the drawer. There's a drawer in the hospital room, and inside that drawer is a hockey mask for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> like at some point he had time to remove it from the crime scene. Yeah, so somebody took Roy's hockey Roy's mask, Roy's mask, not even and then, Jason's, and then took that from the crime scene, went to Tommy's hospital room where he was unconscious at the time. He was like, I'll just leave this here in yeah. the drawer. <laughs> All right. Pam now arrives for realsies in Tommy's room to find he's jumped out of the window. I, I don't mind. I don't mean he jumped. He opened the window and jumped out. I mean he jumped through the through fucking the glass. Window, yeah. They're not. They're not on the ground floor either. But he hasn't really. No. Tommy is actually behind the door, waiting for her, wearing the hockey mask that was left in his room for some reason, and he's got a kitchen knife that was also in his room for some reason, and he walks up behind Pam to stab her, and as he goes to lift his arm and the camera zooms in and the movie ends. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> this is this is the most confusing. <laughs> like, I think this is... So I'm happy to pass the torch to Roy <laughs> if this is the kind of movie Pam I'm going to be making. Like, apparently it caused a bit of uproar when it turns out turned out it wasn't Jason, I bet. it was Roy. Yeah. But then over the years, Roy has developed kind of a cult following. Right. Like to the point where like you can buy like action figures that are Roy Jason. <laughs> Does Roy even have a surname or any kind of yeah, backstory? It's, um, Roy, I can't remember. Roy Grohees begins with a B. Uh, Boys. 
Roy Burns, his name is. <laughs> Roy Burns! <laughs> Roy loses his mind and dons a hiking mask to impersonate longtime dead killer Jason Voorhees going on a revenge killing spree to avenge his son's murder. Yeah. Yeah, so, okay. Just the, uh, yeah, you got, I mean, you've got Jason Voorhees and then you've got, who's like, you know, um, a ghost essentially come back to be this unstoppable killing machine. Yeah. And then you've got Roy Burns, blue collar worker. Yeah. Who just has a fuck enough one day and decides to machete children. There's also a theory that uh, Jason did actually die in part four and every film since has been the reanimated corpse of Roy Burns rather well, than Jason Voorhees. I guess we're going to find out <laughs> when we uh, carry on with this fucking series. Yep. <laughs> but uh, yeah, what did you think? Uh, it, it's so far, it's my least favorite. This I was, think <laughs> this was hard to get through. Yeah. Like it, it's not good. It's like, really boring. All. And the thing is, it kind of does the same thing as the previous films, where like the the unseen killer, and the whole time you're like, well, we know it's Jason. Yeah. And then when you find out it isn't, you're like, well, I don't care. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> yeah. It, it's more disappointing yeah. than if it is Jason. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's yeah, it's not good. Um, it it seems. Like, very poorly thought through. Like, doesn't make any sense. Um, Roy Burns is... I mean, Roy Burns. It's just not... <laughs> yeah. doesn't not have Jason Voorhees. doesn't have the same gravitas. No. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it just... It's 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 one of those things that seems like it's written. Every, every possible cliche. Yeah. Like, um, it's just... Yeah. It's, it's just the same good. films, but with a twist at the end that yeah. no one liked. Basically. Yeah, I'm yeah, not a fan of this one at all. No, although I do like seeing Juliet Cummings. <laughs> so, I'll watch it <laughs> again. Ah, oh, right. Uh, did we any, do you have any trivia on this particular entry to the Friday the 13th film? So, Friday the 13th producer Frank Mancuso Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, did not get on at all with the film's director Danny Steinman. Mancuso called Steinman a pervert and called the film a softcore porn sex movie rather than a slasher horror film. What? Yeah, <laughs> it's not even like that. What do we get? We see Lana's tits, we see Rob's tits. Yeah, and then Tina it's... and Eddie. We don't even see them bang, really. We yeah. see, or well, we see uh, Tina's butt and tits. Oh yeah, well she's like spread out, like yeah. yeah. So it's like pretty much naked. But apparently, there three was pairs of boobs. Other scenes that were cut. Oh, so it might have been like when Jason and Tommy make love yeah, when Jason and Tommy or when Pam love. sucks Tommy's dick yeah. you know, when... all those scenes that were cut yeah. so before when Rob spanks much... her own ass in the mirror <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it pretty much was a soft core porn movie wow the film's originally written to have Corey Feldman as the star right uh, which would have made sense uh, and he would reprise in the role of Tommy Jarvis however he was already working on The Goonies which is 1985 mm. uh, therefore the script was rewritten to have Feldman's appearance just limited to that cameo at the beginning right that was it now, the reason I asked about Deborah Voorhees, uh, Deborah Voorhees, in a 2013 interview, Deborah Voorhees revealed that because of her nudity in this film, she was fired as a teacher at two different schools, like much later on. Like, Who did uh, she play? Uh, Deborah Voorhees was Tina. Tina. She so had the biggest boobs. She had the big, yeah. She had, <laughs> she was the one with the biggest tits. The longest nude scene yeah, as well, yeah. basically. So, yeah. So, um at one of the high high schools, one of the boys got hold of her the image of her topless like lying there and text it to everyone. Oh right, this is like, <laughs> like all around the school. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was three weeks before the end of the school year. She wasn't allowed to stay until graduation or sit with the students or anything else. They just pretty much like outright fired her, uh, which devastated her. Yeah, that's um, harsh. And she did try and argue, but like saying it's like I'm not like I'm going to tell young girls to go and pose nude and stuff. Yeah. That there's like, but there's nothing really wrong with it. Um, but yeah, so like two different schools apparently because of that one scene. Fuck. Yeah, that's Badly. harsh. Yeah. yeah. Just tits, man. That's it. And they were great. <laughs> <laughs> they were fantastic tits. And they were fantastic. <laughs> is that trivia? That is it for trivia. That's all. Cool. The rest of it was quite dull. Hmm. Any comments? Uh, yeah, a couple. Um, I've got famous horror and film locations. Just put love those. Well, heart those damn enchiladas. <laughs> um, here's Johnny seventy nine. Put as bad as Jason lives is good, which is. Uh, Wait, which ones? Jason lives is the next one. Oh, so that's, oh, yeah. 
So I'm back. Hopefully. hopefully. I got myself clean of the quaaludes and the daiquiris, and Paramount gave me another chance. <laughs> I would say I did uh, another one. Oh, God. Somebody put just basically utter, utter shit, if I remember. Oh, it's gone. Yeah. 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 But yeah, so that's those. Cool. That was that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I think it's the end of the show. Okay. Okay. Bye. Should I just, should I just go? <laughs> uh, thank you for listening. Mm. Mm, and or sub- watching. Or watching. And uh, subscribe and all that. And uh, we will see you, I don't know, soon. <laughs> Fuck <man. laughs> Anyway, let's go. Bye. 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 Well, thank you all for coming here tonight and drinking all of my booze. <laughs> no, really. Please leave. The party's over. Get out.